mon Afrique. Réveille-toi, il est midi. Tu dors encore, réveille-toi. N'écoute pas Babylone, il t'a fourni des armes pour tuer ton peuple. N'écoute pas Afrique. Africa nanga oyamba toi cheveux crépus Ba toi mayele bo simba ni babige Oya bilanga bo simba ni bakongo Simba ni maboko monguna le kate o Africa Malobate Monsalande Mwindo yangolo Africa Mobali ya mingao Africa Atona mosolo Africa Tu gâtes ton nom par-ci par-là Quand c'était les blancs en haute négo A souffert mais c'était mal négo And welcome, welcome to Congo Live today, the Saturday The authentic voice of the Congolese people in America I am your host Patricia Lokwa And we have Kambale Musavuli who's actually in the studio with us today How are you doing Kambale? Loving the intro, Atondamo Solo Africa That's a wonderful song to start the show. It always uh, inspires me to hear Shiko Mawatu. And I hope our listeners, after being with us since April this year, they know a few Lingala words by now. Like, what does Atonda Mosolo means? Or Mbote. Mbote is just a basic one that they can learn. But we are thankful to have our listeners. Uh, without you, we cannot be here today. And if, uh, Kambale, you can share the news with us today with what's happening around the world in Congo. Definitely, uh, the biggest news in the Congo right now is uh, this week. The president of the Congo has uh, appointed new commissioner for the new provinces that we have in Congo. Um, the Congo, in 2006, voted for a new constitution, and that constitution called for 26 provinces from the 11 provinces that we have now. Uh, the president of the Congo chose this moment to appoint 21 anew, which means that we have uh, people who are playing the role of governors in province is the, in these new provinces when there hasn't been an election one. So we'll see how this uh, will unfold as uh, different opposition leaders and people on the ground uh, calling it unconstitutional uh, for the president to uh, nominate these commissioners. Uh, the second one is... Um, Quite a sad story. A taxi cab driver in Lubumbashi uh, set himself on fire uh, just as uh, the Tunisian um, activist uh, youth who a few years back set himself on fire as well. Uh, The taxi driver did so in protest of harassment from the corrupt police officers in Congo. Uh, After setting himself ablaze, he jumped on the police officer who was harassing him. Unfortunately, um, the driver died Thursday night, and the police officer who was arresting him is in, a, in the hospital right now, suffering uh, from burn wounds. The 2006 Congolese budget has been uh, promulgated by the Prime Minister Matata Ponyo, and the government has uh, set aside just over $9 billion for a country the size of Western Europe. You know, it's kind of funny when you read news like this, right? Because Washington, D.C., a very tiny city as Washington, D.C., its annual budget is about 8 to $9 billion. 
the Congo, a country the size of Western Europe, with 71 million people living in the Congo, the national budget is uh, $9 billion. And to get some um, perspective, with uh, the $10 billion, 9 to $10 billion that DC has, it's about $600,000 that the United States spends, uh, specifically Washington, D.C., is supposed to spend on citizens here. Um, moving on to um, the United States government now. Now, Sarah Sewell, the U.S. Uh, Undersecretary of State for Civilian and Security and Democracy and Human Rights uh, here in the United States for the State Department, uh, called on the Kabila regime to take concrete steps to prepare for the future of elections and to cooperate with the UN mission working to resolve the conflict in the Congo. Why uh, this? You know, Sarah Sewell was just in the Congo and um, the Congo will have a presidential, is supposed to have a presidential election next year. The calendar has not been clear at all that uh, this will uh, actually take place. So having international pressure on the current Congolese government is somewhat helpful. Uh, I wish there was the same type of pressure with the African Union rather than uh, the United States. But uh, we still can hope that the African Union uh, will do more for the Congo in the future. The UDPS party, uh, which is one of the major parties in the Congo, uh, is the party of Etienne Sekedi, seems to be still stuck on the Congolese dialogue that the president of Congo actually called for. And uh, they have given the president of the Congo an ultimatum that if uh, he does not convene the national dialogue, uh, before the end of November, it will be meaningless to have one after that date. And lastly, Vital Kamere of UNC, uh, which is a political party in the Congo, and Moise Katumbi, the former governor of the province of the Congo called Katanga, and also a former member of the political party called PPRD, which is the uh, Congolese President's Party. Uh, so Vital Kamere and Moise Katumbi met privately in London this week. Uh, many analysts speculate that they may be joining forces uh, in the coming election as uh, they prepare for the presidential election in 2016. Le poisson a combien de parties Trois parties. Allez, citez-les. <rire> ah, tu connais Tu vois de qui je suis en train de parler Alors, si tu as besoin d'un autre indice, pas de problème. Si tu as le temps, j'en ai au moins 10. Celui dont je te parle, tu l'as peut-être déjà croisé au boulot. C'est bien lui, le vigile, avec son style flashy façon Dongolo. Tu ne peux pas le rater même s'il était caché. Impossible de le louper avec son costard rouge signé Versace. Alors dis-moi, ça y est, tu l'as reconnu Ouais, c'est bien lui, le Congolais. L'ambianceur le matu vu. Question, es-tu vraiment sûr de savoir qui il est Laisse-moi te raconter qui est le Congolais. Il est né en Afrique dans un magnifique territoire. L'immensité du Congo est belle à voir. Les peuples voisins y étaient chaleureusement accueillis. Pour dire bonjour, tu avais le choix entre le Chiluba, Kikongo, Lingalao, Kiswahili. Dieu avait placé sous ses pieds les trésors de la terre, les animaux, la faute, mais aussi les plus belles pierres. Toutes ces richesses parsemées dans son sous-sol allaient faire son malheur, mais la fortune de Léopold. Ils ont dit, Congolais, Congolais fais place 
place, voici la civilisation. Celle qui s'embrouille à nos stades déshumanisation. Aussi étrange que d'imaginer la savane sous la neige, désormais son pays s'appellera le Congo belge. Question, es-tu vraiment sûr de savoir qui il est Laisse-moi te raconter qui est le Congolais. Et puis un bonjour du 30 juin, l'indépendance fut arrachée, mais l'Occident avait prévu que la fête serait gâchée. Toutes ces fortunes amassées, impossible de les oublier. Il va falloir trouver un moyen de continuer à les piller. Hors de question, le Congolais devra rester au plus bas. Tant pis pour le peuple, ils auront la peau de Lumumba. Pour leur business, le Congolais devra rester instable. Alors, on installera et profitera des largesses du maréchal. Une fois de plus, le peuple est perdant dans ce marché. À cette époque, il n'était pas question de Versace. Mais tout le monde n'avait pas eu sa part du gâteau. L'oncle Sam et son voisin du Nord allaient entrer dans le jeu très bientôt. Pendant que le Congolais s'accroche à ses élections, les businessmen de ce monde préparent leurs munitions. Comme des gangsters font un braquage et remplissent de diamants leurs sacs. Les grands de ce monde squattent les grands lacs, fournissent les armes pour que l'on pleure devant nos télévisions. On vous l'avait dit, il leur fallait la civilisation. Téléphone portable, le Congolais meurt chaque jour, c'est le 11 septembre, tous les jours, mais sans les tours. Si le Congo subit les convoitises du monde entier, le Congolais, lui, s'est divisé en deux moitiés. Une majorité qui lutte fièrement face au désarroi, une minorité qui suit l'exemple de son président roi. Un palais en marbre alors que le pays meurt de faim. Un costume 7 pièces, même si dans le frigo, ben, il n'y a rien. Comme un aveu de faiblesse, il masque sa réalité. Cache les fantômes pour oublier qu'il est hanté. Mais malgré tout, il a réussi à rester vivant. Même à l'agonie, il compte sur la force de ses enfants. Les businessmen aiment que la diaspora tourne le dos à ce pays maudit. Mais la génération consciente sait qu'il est beau et riche de Matadi Lubumbashi en passant par Kisangani. Question, es-tu vraiment sûr de savoir qui il est Laisse-moi finir de te raconter qui est le Congolais. Le Congolais, c'est l'histoire de ton Afrique, celle de la mafia et de la France-Afrique. Si chez toi, ils ont eu Cabral ou Sankara, permets-moi encore de citer Lumumba. Le Congo est le poumon de notre continent. S'il meurt, dis-moi, tu respireras comment pour certains, en Occident, le Congo est un souffre-douleur. Vite, vite, vidons leurs mines pendant que les milices leur font peur. Avec l'argent de la bière, ils dansent, 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 pendant que les businessmen se remplissent la panse. Alors demain, quand tu arriveras au boulot, et que tu verras le vigile façon Ndombolo, rappelle-toi que même s'il a fait le mauvais choix parfois, il est le reflet de l'Afrique, celle que tu ne vois pas. Le paradoxe d'une richesse qui ne sert qu'aux autres. Le drame d'une histoire qui nous éloigne des nôtres. Mais si demain l'espoir passe par la réconciliation, aujourd'hui le mot d'ordre sera la détermination. Une fois son pays reconstruit, le Congolais t'accueillera chez lui. Là-bas, pour dire je t'aime, t'auras le choix entre le Chiluba, Kikongo, Lingala ou... And you were just listening to Le Congolais, a poem by the Congolese author Didi Bimbongo Bilamba, 
who is also our guest today. In this poem, Didi explains the life of Congolese people from those who are complicit in the destruction of the Congo and from those who day and night fight to transform the beautiful country we call Congo. And Kambali, I know uh, you love this song in particular. Uh, have you heard have you heard this poem before? And what are some things about this poem that really touch you? I mean, the poem uh, includes the struggle of the Congolese. You know, uh, the story of the Congolese people is almost the story of the world, uh, where when we look at any issues around the world, there are those who are active and those who are not active. Um, and that's what he tried to portray. You know, there are Congolese uh, who are complacent around uh, the situation, and there are Congolese who fight day and night. Uh, and then he also included in the poem uh, the story of um, those who are exploiting the Congo, like the mining companies, uh, how we use uh, Colton in our cell phones. So it's a very informative poem. And uh, definitely looking forward to having him. You know, his uh, bio has so much. You know, he's written quite a few books. One thing that I didn't know was that he was born in uh, May 1976. You know, he was born in Kinshasa. He uh, he's the second child in a family of four. He grew up in the rough neighborhood of Greeny, uh, La Grande Bonne uh, project, right in the suburban Paris. And this experience has helped him understand the struggle of marginalized communities. Now, after graduating in human sciences from Paris uh, 12 University, he started a career in marketing right in Paris. But uh, since an early age, he always felt the need to express himself through the art. You know? So he's done drama, he's done dance. Uh, and of course, you know, songwriting is one of his uh, um, skills that he has actually built over time. Trying to reconnect with his book, uh, his roots actually, uh, his African roots, that he published his first book, Anou de l'Affaire, which in French means, uh, in English means, it's our duty to do so. In that book, he explained an experience of an immigrant uh, child, uh, an immigrant uh, Congolese in Paris who understand that now is an African born uh, growing up in Paris. It's a very, very moving book. But outside of that, he's worked on other projects such as uh, the Crisis in the Congo film. Uh, for some of our listeners who have probably seen the film uh, Crisis in the Congo, they have heard him in that film. And also, he has worked on uh, two few books in the past uh, few years. The first one is called Survivre pour voir à ce jour. It's an autobiography by um, Weaver Dedi and also the Congolese uh, actress, the Oscar-nominated and uh, award-winning actress Rachel Mwanja, uh, Mwanza. And his latest book, which was just released this week, is called Raki, which tells the story of a young Senegalese uh, sister uh, who actually suffered... Um, Tremendously, she is amputated, but the book talks of the story of her life, how uh, she you know, overcame the challenges of being handicapped, and also is a very hopeful and bright person who is inspiring many people in our community. So I'm very excited to have Dedi with us uh, today to talk about his new book, his life, and his love for Congo. And uh, welcome on the show today, Dedi. How are you doing today? 
Thank you, thank you. Thank you for joining us on Congo Live. And uh, we had a great opportunity to just listen to uh, this wonderful poem of yours, which talks about the perspective of the Congolese from um, different angles. And I wanted you to share with us what led you to write this specific poem and why did you feel the need to write it? Oh, well, um, you know, I, I, I wrote that poem few few months before the... the the 50th anniversary of uh, Congolese independence. And within the community uh, in the diaspora, the, in the diaspora there was a, a lot of uh, movement, you know, a lot of uh, uh, project, you know, to organize events and stuff like that. So I was watching all of this, and um, it reminded me that it was the first time that I was uh, paying attention, you know, about the Congo history, etc. And I asked myself, okay, since it's been a long time that I did not really, really pay attention about my, my culture, my roots, mm-hmm. I, I asked myself, what is to be a Congolese? What, what, what is to be the real meaning of being a Congolese outside of uh, the, 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 the la sapologie, uh, outside the fact that people know uh, us as dancers and stuff like that? So I asked myself that question and... Uh, what is sapology before you go far? Because our listener may not know what sapology is. Oh, well, sapology <laughs> is a uh, sapology. It, it, it sapology is, is the name of uh, the the uh, movement that uh, within the Congolese diaspora uh, from the Congo, Kinshasa, Congo, uh, Congo Brazzaville, and also uh, elsewhere in Africa, where you know the people put all their identity uh, on the dress on the dresses and um, especially you know European U- European haute couture and they call it sapologie they call it sapologie but uh, to, for some for some people it is uh, an informal art, art you know but to me it reminds me uh, uh, a quote from uh, from um, uh, uh, ah, sorry uh, Baldwin uh, who said um, we can measure black people's progress by their ability to become white. I see. See that quote? It reminds me a lot of it because today, in the, in a country, in a continent where it is so hard to 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 yeah, when you have people who are living with one, two, or three dollars dollars a day, mm-hmm. it is difficult you not know, to watch the TV, to watch the rest of the world, you know, enjoying a, like a, a normal life. So. Since it is so difficult to have a normal life, that sometimes I think that people prefer to act like they have a wonderful life, yeah. and by wearing those very expensive clothes, pretending that this is uh, part of us. To me, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of kind of special, right? <laughs> so for now that you, know, you share the. Um during the independent, uh, when we were celebrating the 50th uh, anniversary of our independence, you were inspired uh, to write this poem, uh, thinking of uh, some of the maybe the social ease that we have, uh, or sapology also as part of our culture. Um, what came next to just the writing of that poem um, about what, what the specific elements you got into the uh, poem itself? When I when, when I wrote that one, at first it was just for me. Okay, mm-hmm. I wore it, and um, okay, it was just it was 
important for me. I've shared, I've shared it on Facebook, and there was a lot of uh, reactions about it. Then I had a friend, I had a friend of mine uh, who was to who is a music producer, and told me, hey, "Can you make me a music for that for that uh, for that uh, for that poem?" And I went to France, and uh, I recorded, I recorded, it and uh, put it on YouTube. And there was a pretty pretty interesting reaction. There will be there was a, a, around fifty thousand, you know, uh, views. So I was surprised that people were connected about. Uh, about it, and people started calling me, sending me email, telling me that it was the first time that they they, they, they took a step a step back to look at ourselves, what we are, what people think we are, and what we should be actually, and uh, this made me understood understand that by writing, by speaking, you can have uh, like a sort of impact. So. So this it was uh, a, uh, an opening door for me to 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 get more involved into this uh, the into the question of uh, the, the the situation of the Congo. So, um, Didi, as I listen to you, you sound very uh, inspirational, even to me. Uh, as we're talking about what it is to be Congolese, um, if you can share with us a little bit of uh, what what is your journey that led you to get to the point where you felt that you needed to be a voice for the people, or at the same time, even being an author, help those who don't have a voice have a voice. Can you share with some of our listeners, um, you know, let's start from where you were born in the Congo, and when did you leave the Congo? Okay. Uh, I was born in, uh, in the Congo, in Kinshasa, mm-hmm. at la Clinique Mongaliema. <laughs> I was born in Kinshasa, but I grew up in France. Okay. Uh, the old family came in France when I was four, uh, with my mom and my, my, my four siblings. And um, unfortunately, my dad passed away when I was uh, eight. So my, my mom uh, raised us, you know, she was... Uh, uh, you know, a 27-year-old widow with uh, four, uh, four, four kids. So, mm. actually, I grew up in France, uh, and I did not really, I, I did not really have any attached to the to to to, to the Congo, ex- because you know, at home, uh, since the, our parents in the diaspora, they wanted us to to uh, to have a good integration, so they speak to us in French or English, and. Uh, we it doesn't really, really get to know about the the the, the 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 Congo and Africa, and also when you're at school, okay, when you have a name like me, like Mbe Pongo, mm-hmm. and you see people laughing, you know, you, you see your professor they cannot spell your name, and when you come to history and when they talk about Africa, they only talk about slavery stuff like that. You struggle a little bit with your uh, with your roots, okay. Mm-hmm. So I grew up like this, okay. I went I went to. Uh, I went to school, I went to university, and at that time I thought I thought I was French. I knew I was black, I knew I was uh, African, I knew I was Congolese, but for most of us, you know, in Europe, we are, you know, black French, okay? So when I had to, I went to university, so to me, going to university, get my diploma, uh, I, I thought that I did my part, so now I can fully enjoy my, my, my situation, my place in the French society, okay? So when I had to start looking for a job, looking for an apartment, I realized that I was not that French. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, was, I was not that French. So many, 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 many things, you know, came, came back to me. It was very frustrating because I was, so if I'm not that French, because when I look, look for a job, they don't like my name, they don't, they don't like the way I, I look. 
So what am I? What am I? And I remember that something very special. Within my family, within my Congolese community, everything that I used to do that was uh, considered as good, they used to say, You're like a, a, a white man. Yes. And when I was at, at, at school, at university, or in an intern, my colleagues, my white colleagues, used to tell me, Oh, yes, but toi, c'est pas pareil. You're not the same as us. You're not the same. So, I get back to the, to the James Baldwin court. You know, we can measure black people's progress by their ability to become white. So, within my family, my entourage, they told me I was doing good because I was quite like a white guy. And with my white colleagues, they told me that I was good because I was different from my, mm -hmm. my peers. And at first, at first, I did not pay attention about it. Not at all. They told me, did you tell me I'm, um, I don't speak Lingala, I'm, uh, I am uh, Mundele, I'm white? No worries. I'm fine. And my colleagues used to tell me, you know, like the other, I didn't really pay attention. But one day, it was, one, it was, it was two years, before, one year before I read my first book, okay? Mm -hmm. There was a young guy in the family, you know, you know, when, when you, the, the older brother, brother doing good at university, so... The, the parents always wanted to talk to every, anybody in the family. <laughs> yes, I yes. To, uh, yeah, I want to see that. Uh, I went to that kid, you know, uh, and they told me, oh, go, go speak to him. He doesn't want to go to school. Blah, 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 blah. I talked to him. I said, hey, come on. So, what's up? What you want to do? He told me, ah, oh, no, no, I don't want to go to university. I don't want to do that because it's not for us. What do you mean it's not for us? I did the same. I grew up in the same household. I used to eat the same pondu and the same madesu. You and I are the same. So why, why is it that I have been able to to achieve that and you can't? He told me, oh, it's not the same for you. I said, what? He said, because you 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 not like us. I said, what? Because you, I. He told me, I am more. I am like I am more African, more Congolese. And you more like a French or like a white guy. So I understood. I understood that. <clears throat> We 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 consider we consider that within our identity, success success or some kind of excellence that was not part of us. Even though the parents told us every day, every day, every day, go to school, go to university, go to school, go to university, but there's something in us that said that when it's too normal, then when it's too uh, when I say normal, like uh, you know, when it's too. Uh, It is a little bit like when uh, in the U.S. when somebody go to the a, a, a black kid from the project go to the library they say act white you know mm -hmm. so I was you no know, that was making me very very uncomfortable you know that's why I studied you know like um, uh, my journey started you know I, I was in an identity quest to understand. Why? Why is it? Why is it that when I tell the people that I am Congolese, they say I don't look like Congolese, and as I ask why you don't, yeah, you did not think I was Congolese because because you're too normal. I see. So you went through this path of self-discovery, and you saw the contradiction. Uh, yeah. We have a, a few minutes before we take a break, but I I want to know what was the element that solidify you 
in your path to the uh, to self-discovery of you accepting one that you are Congolese, two that you're African, three that you're a human being on this planet. Well, it was uh, Lumumba's letter to Pauline. I see. Yeah, because it was the first time that I discovered that there was an African person, a Congolese person, with such a legacy. I heard, I just hear the name Lumumba, but didn't really know. But when I read the letter, the letter, I was like, wow. You know when you say, uh, uh, we are not alone, uh, uh, Africa one day will write its own history. And I discovered that in in uh, Poland, in uh, Mongolia, in uh, Russia, they used to have um, bills, money, with his... Uh, with his face on it, I was like, wow, that's the Congo I am. You know, I was like, okay, the, okay. So it was when I, when, when I discovered the Lumumba, it was the first time that I understood that the Congolese identity that people think we are, is, it, it, it's not, uh, there's an alternative. There should, that as, Thing, uh, that I thought that should be the, the the original one that we should promote. That was that was it. And um, we're going to take a short break, and I want to talk a little bit more um, after this break about the quote by Lumumba, Africa will write its own history, because you became an author, and uh, I want to hear a little bit more about that, but let's take a short break. Some of the benefits that stereo can provide. Hey! <laughs>
to Congo Live. This is your host, Patricia Lokwa. I'm in the studio today with Kambali. Kambali, how are you doing today? Well, as Alema Kaba said, Leloto Kobimisa. You're dancing for sure. I'm telling you, every time I hear <laughs> Congolese music, it's very spiritual. You know, music is a, an important part of our culture. And uh, listening to even Dedi's poem, you know, as he you know, sh- shares his poem, there is always a musical component to it. And that's something very, very important for artists to remember the role of music, the role of drums into our own culture, uh, to make sure that the message is actually conveyed to the people and that it can transcend into people's soul. And uh, listening to Ale Makaba, he talks, um, the name of the song talks about Pilofas, which basically means heads or tails. And uh, we're on the phone with Didi, uh, Didi, who's sharing with us a little bit of his journey through becoming an author. And we were just talking about Patrice Lumumba and uh, a quote that he mentions regarding Africa writing its own history. And if you can share with us a little bit about your journey, how did you become an author? So we're talking about poetry and now here you are, an author. Why did you feel that transition needed to happen where it went beyond you sharing words, but also capturing people's lives in such autobiographies as um, Rachel? And then we have the new book that just came out, uh, Raki. Well, the first thing, first, um, I have to, to confess that uh, to be uh, writing is a gift. Like um, my father used to be a writer. He used to be a writer, he used to be a journalist. I did not study uh, literacy. I did not used to read a lot, so I have to confess that <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, that my I am a writer, I am an author, but it was a gift that I received uh, as a legacy to from my from my late father. Okay, mm-hmm. and uh, at first I, I I had to I used to write in a website called Amanzi. I used to write some, uh, you know, some uh, articles about my, my journey as a African in the, in the, in the diaspora. Oh wow! And yes, I I came across it too. That's why I was I was surprised. Wow, you your journey has been very very long. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, oh yeah, it started it started. Uh, I, I can't tell you. My journey started on June June thirties. Uh, June 30th, 2007. Wow. I was invited to a play about Lumumba. A friend of mine was called uh, um, uh, Chibo Chibuaba. We used to, uh, was the, the, the owner of that website. She invited me to see that play. It was the first time I heard about Lumumba in this way, okay? Mm-hmm. So she invited me to write, to write, it was in, I remember June 30 because it was the Independence Day, right? Yeah. And she, I started to write, uh, you know, uh, my name was Diddy Smith. <laughs> used to have, uh, write articles, uh, articles in that, uh, in that, um, in that website. And at the end of the year, I wrote like by 20, 20 articles. And those 20 articles become, became my first book. So I had my first book. So I had my first book in 2010, and uh, I had the chance to 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 meet uh, some uh, singers like Lokwa Kanza, etc. And I used to write uh, songs. I used to write songs, you know. But I can't sing, you know. I used to write songs, and it became very funny, uh, very funny, very easy for me. So I used to write, uh, you know, songs for people. And then one day I used to write for myself. And since I cannot sing, to me it was po- just poetry. Like I write it, and I, it was not supposed to be uh, recorded or stuff like that. 
And when I came to Montreal, when I came to Montreal, I was introduced to some friends who used to be, you know, stand-up um, spoken words. So I started to write more, 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 more uh, text with uh, strong meaning. I mean, you know, so strong, strong message. So this is how I started. And then um, I was, uh, I was uh, very, I got very, very deep into the Congo situation. Especially the women situation, the women situation. Okay, mm-hmm. and we talked a lot about it. You know how they suffered. You know the the the, the them being molested, rape, etc. And um, one day I realized that I spent uh, all year talking about their weaknesses, the the fact they are victims. Okay, but I was raised by a single mother, like a widow. She was twenty seven. And she raised us, okay? I am the product of the education of a uh, uh, single mom, you know? Mm-hmm. So I came, I, I said to myself, mm. it is funny because you are the product of the education of a strong woman, but all, all you do is talk about how weak our, when I say weak, it's not that the women are weak by, uh, in Congo, uh, they are weak because they want to, but because they are victims, you know? Mm-hmm. And I said to myself, okay, now let's try to talk about how strong they are, how their ability to overcome situations and stuff like that. So the day I discovered the story of Rachel Mwanza, I said, hey, I need to write this. Uh, I need to, to, to get in touch with that, little, with that younger sister mm-hmm. and write her, her story. How did you find her? Well, it was uh, it was uh, kind of easy, you know. At first, I, I I was in contact I was in contact with the because the producers are from Montreal, okay. So, so before you before you say that to kind of just share quickly with our listener, uh, we're talking about Rachel Mwanza. Uh, Rachel Mwanza is a Congolese actress who played in the. Um, Oscar nominated film uh, War Witch, and he actually she actually won uh, Best Actress uh, the Silver Bear uh, Award in Europe for her role in that movie War Witch. So and uh, she was a street child, and to see from where she came from to end up uh, winning the Best Actress in Europe and winning the Silver Bear, and also seeing her uh, the film where she was the lead actress being nominated for an Oscar is a tremendous aspiration uh, to the Congolese. And Dedi uh, Bilamba, who is our guest today, uh, co-wrote a book about her life. Uh, so sorry to interrupt you. I wanted to give some context. Um, yeah, because I'm, I'm excited about hearing this story. So I'm already in it. Go ahead, Dedi. I want to hear. So, uh, <laughs> so you know the, the, the producers are were in Montreal. Okay, so okay. I'm... I'm I'm really FBI sometimes. When I want to get in touch with someone, I will look at you. I will seek for you until I can talk to you. And I discovered she was uh, the, the, the producer in Montreal. And uh, I heard that the, move, the, the, the premiere of the movie will be in Montreal. I was like, oh, thank God. And thankfully, the, the premiere of the, the, the movie, Warwick in Montreal, where I live, um, 
Well, at the same time, because I, I worked, I, I worked from with a Congolese organization called OPCC, which means a, a Congolese professional, l'organisation des professionnels congolais du Canada. Canada's a Congolese professional organization, and every year we have like a, a, a gala uh, where we. Uh, Celebrate, you know, excellence with excellence within the community, and we invited Rachel to receive an award. Okay, mm -hmm. I called the production. She came. I welcomed her on on stage, and it was the first time for her to be um, uh, cheered, to be uh, celebrated by Congolese. It was the first time. That's beautiful. It was the very first time for her. She was, she was overwhelmed because to us. She she used to come. She she came to Europe. Okay, she went to the Oscars. She was Berlin. She she was staying with uh, you know Europeans. Okay, mm -hmm. it was a, it was the first time she was in the in a, in a room full of Congolese. Okay, but back in but back, back in Kinshasa, Congolese like us, you know, mm -hmm. with big cars, uh, well dressed, uh, having money. For her, we we were the kind of people who used to reject her. Mm -hmm. You know, in the Because when when we see those those kids in the street of Kinshasa, this is what happened. People reject them. Okay, so to her being in a room full of two two hundred Congolese cheering for her, standing ovation for her, I say you you are our sister. It was the very very first time for a long time. So there was the first connection. We we kept we kept in touch. And then, and then uh, I used to, I called you know the director and you know tell them hey I'd like to write a book etc etc but uh, it didn't work because you know uh, they have many many problems with other Congolese and you know when you have a problem with one Congolese people think think that we all the same so 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 it was it was not easy to to get in touch with her but uh, you know through through uh, through some other person I managed to get in touch with her. Uh, people arranged two Skype meetings with her. I spoke with her for two Skype meetings, um, and after the two 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 Skype uh, meetings, I wrote, I wrote 12 pages. Those 12 pages were the um, I was uh, it was about you know the the day she had to take the plane to Berlin, and I wrote I wrote 12 pages and I sent it to uh, to publishers. And one of them uh, was caught up right away, mm -hmm. and uh, he, uh, he flew her to Paris. He flew me to Paris, and her and I spent uh, three weeks at my mom's house in uh, Paris. So, uh, so we have to. It, it was difficult because we have to. Um, how you say faire connaissance? We have to um, get to know, get to know yeah. each other. Yeah, we had to get to know each other, and she had to uh, trust me. And she used to she 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 used to say, "Tell to me." But if I tell my story, if I tell what happened to me, do you think one day somebody will will want to marry me? <laughs> and I did not really really what to what to to what to answer. So we we started talking. You know, I was interviewing her. You know, and I I, I asked her, um, "How is it in the street?" Uh, And she told me that people, you know, people reject her, uh, people reject us, uh, people beat us. And I asked her, okay, sorry, but can you, uh, it, it, 
Does it happen that uh, young girls in the street are being raped? And when I said that, she looked at me. She said, yeah, of course we're being... Yeah, of course they do. Of course we are. And she was, wow, you know, she, she looked at me like, you don't know. She looked at me like, so you people, when you talk about uh, the street child, street, you, you think that we are fun in the street. I said, no, 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 I'm just, I'm just asking. And she was like, I, I, I told her, you know, but we don't know. We don't know exactly, and, and people need to know. And this is when she realized that she had uh, a responsibility. Mm. You know? wow. She was like, okay, you guys, you, you don't know what we, we've been through, we, what we are going through when we are in the street. People think that they just like to, uh, you know, um, get some drug, 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 drink alcohol and, and get into prostitution. But she, she told me, hey, I was raped, me and my little sister, the same day. I was nine, she was seven. Wow. You know what? That, that was pain. That was so painful. You know, that was painful, but I feel that we had a responsibility, you know, to, to tell about that story. But to tell that story from the perspective of the Congolese, of an African. Because even a respect of my fellow, my, my fellow European, you know, uh, writers, but I knew that they will say, oh, um, they still believe, they still believe in witchcraft. Oh, they're so uh, you know retarded, you know. But I know the context, the Congolese, the African context. You know when when you are in the very spiritual uh, culture, when when something's uh, bad, you know when the, when things are going wrong in the social uh, on the in, in the social uh, daily life, you know. People, people look for, um, in French we say, Bukemisaire, you know, respond, who is responsible for that? For Donald Trump, it will be the Mexicans. But for us, it will be witchcraft. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and uh, that's why I said, I have to write that book. So, so she accepted, at, at that point, she accepted to tell me everything. But I told her, okay, we're going to say everything, but not not too much because I don't want people just to remember that you suffer. You, 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 that, that, that you, I don't want people to, to stick on the fact that you were a victim. I want people to remember that she overcome and if she did, so many will be able. I definitely want to hear a little bit more about um, her story and um, regarding the new books that you have coming out. If we can take a short break, uh, we'll find out a little bit more. Sanga na bukasi na buyukani Ndito kolunga ngo Puplu kongole Tilima, 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 tilima Bukutana na kita kayo kongole Je lève mes yeux dans le ciel Je vois la lune, les étoiles Je plane kongole Nous pour la cause de notre 
For our listeners who may have a question for Didi, our number is 410-481-1010. Again, it's 410-481-1010. You see the song we just played that right when we were cutting it off, it was Inos B, Inos Sambalume singing, uh, one of the young Congolese uh, artists who um, actually you know, won the Vodacom Superstar, which is like the American idol of the Congo. And uh, coming back to Didi uh, now... You have uh, the book Survive, uh, Surviving to Live This Day, Survivor Pouvoir Ce Jour, uh, that talks about uh, our sister Rachel Mwanza. And you have a new book, uh, which seems to be similar, right? Another autobiography style of uh, Raki. Um, and I'm reading, I haven't read your book, and I'm seeing that you know, she's, um, her parents are from Senegal, live in Paris. Can you tell our listener more about why you chose this, uh, this to be your next project? Um, I really look forward to to tell about you know inspiring stories uh, of African women, you know, and uh, to me uh, Raki is a very very inspirational because um, she at twenty today she's she, she's twenty five today but uh, wow. she, she's twenty uh, no sorry thirty five she's thirty five today but um, ten years ago she she was a, she, a student. She was a basketball player, and she even was a model for for Benetton, Benetton, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, she went to hospitals just for a little a little thing, very small uh, pimple on the on the back. And uh, ten days ten days later, she she, she happened to be uh, amputated from the right leg, and mm. uh, it was uh, devastating for her, devastating for her. But she had the chance to. Thanks to her family, thanks to her friends, and thanks to her courage, she has to change the chance, you know, to overcome this. And today, she's a she's a basketball coach. She's a fashion photographer. She works in communication. She drives. She, she will be married, and uh, she is very, very inspirational. And she tells, you know, the journey, you know, from from suffering, you know, this this from from suffering this uh, this uh, tragic event. To become the woman she is today, and one of the things that uh, I love about her is that uh, when we finished writing that book, she told me, "You know what? If today somebody come with a magic stick and tell me, uh, 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 do you want to get your leg back? But, but I can give you, I can give you leg back, but you have to erase everything you you accomplished, you did uh, during those past ten years." She said, "No." 
She said, keep that leg. Mm. Keep that leg. And and I'm very proud of what I did, the people I met, and um, and the woman I, I became, you know. So this is very interesting for me because, you know, as a Congolese, we are, our, our country uh, went through horrible, horrible things, you know. Yeah. And I understand that we 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 can uh, overcome. We can progress. We can achieve. We can um, rise from from uh, everything we suffered, you know. And uh, we don't have to forget what happened, but we 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 can become better, you know, a better 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 person, a better nation, a better country. And uh, Rakis' journey is very, very inspirational for me. So, uh, so uh, it was an, an, an honor. It is always an honor for me to to when someone accepts to 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 open uh, their heart and their life to me, so I can uh, be uh, the, the the hand that will give them the opportunity to 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 uh, to share their stories. Um, as I'm listening to everything you shared as we get closer to the end, one thing um, that stands out for me is you talk about the journey of self-discovery. And in every one of these stories that you've shared with Rachel and yourself and now with Raki, you have individuals who are trying to find their identity. And yeah. through their struggles, they were able to discover themselves. And that's where they found their strengths through their struggles. And when you listen to Rachel stating that she was able to discover that her voice could be a voice that represented the children of Congo in the streets. And then you have this woman who all really, when you look at it, is this is Congo. This is the story of Congo as a whole. What yeah. do you hope to accomplish in, in the future with the works that you do, in specific with women? I know we briefly talked about um, helping women have a voice, but why in specific the women? Well, maybe because, uh, as, I as I said, maybe because, uh, you know, uh, I am the product of, you know, of the education of a single mom. Mm -hmm. So maybe, you know, this is my way to... Uh, to give back to my mom, I don't, I don't know, I don't know, but um, I think that today, Africa, situ uh, the uh, the Africans and the Congolese situation need change. Okay, and today I think maybe change will come from uh, women, especially the young girls, you know, and uh, I think I, I really, really think that since they are the first target. In our struggle, you know, mm -hmm. when I say when I say struggle, I don't only talk about you know the 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 the, the, um, the reality of what we see. There's more yeah. to it. Yeah, I, I don't only talk about you know the rapes in Wali mm -hmm. or, or, or Uvira. I also talk about the way they are portrayed in in our culture. Absolutely. You know, I talk about that. Let me let me tell you something. T today, today, if the only thing, the only thing that that prevent that prevent me to do bad things, it's um, my identity, uh, identity. You know who mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. Okay. Tomorrow I can be in a very very bad situation. You know I have no more money and no food and stuff like that. The only thing that will pre prevent me from stealing or killing people to get money is who am I? My education, my background. Okay. But when when you don't have that sense of pride about who you are, where you're from, 
you cannot do anything good for yourself, okay? And it is funny because I remember when I used to be an instructor at the Kimpavita retreat, you know, back in 2014, I guess. And I asked the kid, are you proud of being Congolese? They said, yes. I said, why? And nobody was able to tell me why he is proud of being Congolese. Okay. Okay. I, was, I told him, okay, tell me one thing about being Congolese that is so good that you have to be proud of it. You know? But if you ask an American, they will tell you, oh, because everybody uh, speaks English, because there are, there, there are McDonald's everywhere, because uh, people see our movies, because we win the basketball Olympics every day. No, stop so, hello? Yes, yes, we're listening. Yeah, you know, so, so uh, to me, identity, you know, it's very, very important, you know, and I think that when we will be able to change the way we look at our sisters, Maybe we will get back to our real identity. When we, maybe when we will understand that our sister, our mother are more likely like Queen Zinga or Kim Pavita or, yes. Patri- or, or, Patri- or Patricia or, or, or my mom or my little sister, maybe, maybe they will, this will be the, the change. Because remember, when growing, growing up, uh, I remember something. Growing up, you know, I was maybe so, I was no. Uh, Daddy, we we are running out of time. Uh, we oh, def- okay. you know, what we have to do. We have to bring Daddy back next week because <laughs> you're just you're you're you're, you're such an inspiration. No, no, no. We usually have the show two minutes early. We're like, you know, we're just discussing. We gotta let him keep going. This is too good. But let's end the show and let's definitely bring you back uh, next week, depending on your availability, and we can definitely discuss a little bit more. And thank you for joining us on Congo Live. For sure, it's really a pleasure. All right, thank you. W O L B Baltimore, a Radio One.